there comes a time in every person's life when you realise it's not about doing what you are told, but doing what you know is right for you. Let us take a journey of learning and discovery with the world's most successful people who are living the life of their dreams, walking through life using their inner wisdom and being of service to others. Forget exams, grades and test scores. What is your purpose? As we let go of what we think should be and learn from our elders to gain knowledge, inspiration and a true sense of who we are. What are your dreams? Does your life have meaning? Are you living a life of significance? Let's talk with today's guest. Hello and welcome as we spend some more time together on the Learning on Fire podcast. Today I'm talking to Jade Parkinson-Hill. Hi Jade, thanks for joining me and let's explore the journey of who you are. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Great, so can we have a little bit of background, a little bit of a history about who you are and your sort of education and learning experience? Okay, so um, I am uh, the founder of STEAM School. Um, we are an online learning community and we broadcast interviews with inspirational people uh, from the worlds of science, tech and digital media um, into schools every week, really, just to inspire a, a, you know the next generation of tech and scientific entrepreneurs. Um, my learning background has been quite varied, really. Um, if I just talk about my kind of career and what I've learned from that, um, I um, I started off in the tech sector back when I graduated, and I was really, really privileged to work with just some amazing entrepreneurs. First of all, um, an Irish entrepreneur, tech entrepreneur called Tom Kelly, who kind of took on this 23-year-old and gave me just this most amazing opportunity um, to um, to help his company grow in in England. He'd just acquired three and he wanted somebody, he was young and could really bring some vibrancy to their marketing strategy. You know, I didn't have anybody else in the company who was a marketing person to learn from. They brought in somebody from the university. Uh, we worked with the University of Manchester and it was just probably one of the most valuable learning experiences I've ever had really and it's had a great impact on my career and kind of my attitude to be you know being brave enough to start new things you know not necessarily to know what the outcome is at the end not to be you know to have a goal in mind um but that journey you know you can't always map out as clearly as you would like. Um, so the, the tech sector was amazing for me. I then went on to work with British Telecom and again, just worked with some amazing people. Um, I then, I fell into education by accident and it really was an accident. I um, I had uh, been traveling, uh, come back, set up my own company. I'd always lived in the north but worked in the south and very naively I thought well if I work in the north I can um you know all my clients they can be in the north too because that's how it works and that wasn't actually how it worked I ended up running a company and again spending a lot of time down south doing lots of travel and not really making a social life for me back home here in Liverpool where I'd moved back to and my mum who was a head teacher said to me um Jade, there's a school opening in Anfield and uh, it's a it's an, an academy transforming uh, an existing school there called Anfield Comprehensive. And she said, Jade, this school's always had an amazing social life for the teachers. She said, you know, you don't have many friends here in Liverpool. 
your new social life. I think you should give up your business and go and work at Disco. So I went along, I applied. Um, I'd already been doing some mentoring work with kids, I should say that, which was fabulous and I loved. I loved working with um, Young Enterprise. I went along for an interview to be an assistant principal. Didn't really know about half the things that were on the job description. <laughs> and met this wonderful lady called Kay Askew, who's had a really big impact on my life. She was the principal, probably just one of the most amazing educators that I will ever meet you know she's just wonderful and she couldn't give me the job because I didn't really know half of anything that was on there uh, but she made one up for me and uh, she had a project and I, I became their director of enterprise and again what a fantastic two years I had at that school I loved every single minute of it it was at that time, it was rated as, as one of the poorest areas in Europe. And my job was to bring in businesses, funding, to work with community groups and with the children and the teachers, just to kind of create and foster this real culture of, of, of enterprise and entrepreneurship. And it was just amazing. It's probably the best time I've ever had in my career, the most fun and I learned so much from Kay. I went on then to be a deputy in Blackburn, which again was amazing. And then I came back to Kay after um, I had my son. And she said, you know, come back. You don't know we did all that travel with a baby. And uh, again, then another just amazing time in my career because I was part of the leadership team. I was asked to set up a university technical college specialising in life sciences. And I really wanted to set up a school that was uh, based around, uh, that specialised in tech. I really believe that tech is such a huge enabler for young people to really change their lives and also the lives of people around them. And and she said, yes, off you go. And But there was no tech sector in Liverpool to speak of. But what we had was a wonderful video game sector. So again, I learned so much about the video games industry. I learned so much from those wonderful entrepreneurs who are so creative, so bright, and really kind of, you know, the leading edge of innovation. And, you know, a lot of what of innovations that we see, you know, in different industries, a lot of that has started, you know, in um, the game and, and the digital creative sector and then has moved out into different areas like health and education so so that has influenced me massively in terms of where I am today but Kay also as a leader she's very unique you know um, leadership meetings you know weren't always about the business of running a school that was done in morning briefing but our leadership meetings were about learning, was about us being a learning community. And, you know, she used to give us uh, books to read. You know, we used to have to have, you know, very intense discussions. But again, I learned so much from that. I learned so much about what she what she used to call, you know, how do you get that ready breath glow on a child? That's mm-hmm. the way she was calling it. You know, how do you fill their inner core, you know? And uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so that's, you know, those two experiences, that kind of real, you know, a boot camp in learning and teaching for an education from Kay Askew, combined at that time with working with all these wonderful entrepreneurs, you know, have massively influenced where I am today. 
it sounds that that's really the essence of what Steam School is. You sort of combine those sort of two areas of your life to create something um, unique in lots of ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd before setting up Steam School, I'd been involved, you know, in in the creation of new schools for ten years, and it it, it is your life. There is no, you know, teaching is is not a job. You know, it is a way of life. And, you know, I'd had a little boy at that time and, you know, and Ted just used to follow me around, you know. Um, he used to have to come to my... I, I remember hosting a Minecraft event in Anfield on a winter's night in November. There's about 300 kids there all playing Minecraft, you know. And at the end when we did the prize giving, it was about 7 o'clock, and he's in his Spider-Man pyjamas, ready for bed, toddling around my feet you know whilst I'm giving the prizes because he just had to come with me that was that was you know that that was our way of life and he loved it and he's a wonderful confident child because of it he's you know I always say he's had the fortune and the misfortune to have to attend every hackathon codeathon make fest whatever he's had to come with me and be a part of it and learn from that but it was time for lots of reasons for us to do something different, you know, as a family. And also, as I say, those entrepreneurs that I had worked so closely with at the studio school, we were actually based right in the heart of the Baltic Triangle. So they were on our doorstep. They were very much part of our school. You know, on Thursdays and Fridays, we used to have 50 mentors coming in to work with children. And and I just had this desire inside of me where I knew that I had to take everything that I learned and turn it into a business wow yeah and I, you know when I started you know it my idea wasn't rubbish but it wasn't fully fleshed <laughs> and uh, and it's been a you know really it's been a two-year process um to get steam school where it is today you know this well last June 19, uh, 2017, um, I bumped into somebody from the Department of Education because I was doing lots of consultancy while kind of playing around with all these ideas and different brands and different concepts and um, met a guy from the Department of Education. He was like, wow, Jade, you're a consultant, you know, I can have you booked out everywhere. And I was like, no, I'm fully booked. I can't take any more clients, you know, more, you know, I'd, and and that's where this the idea for Steam School was born. In that I've got I know I have a very very unique talent. You know how could I use the power of technology to take that into lots of different schools? You know all the way around the world. I really like that. Yeah, really really understanding the the talents that you have and how can you make that work one for you and also to serve other people. And like you say, you know doing one off things throughout the year would be fantastic doing something in a way that you can do it as a unique talent that you have that serves people all around the world is 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 another thing and that's when you start thinking like that I mean anything really is possible which I absolutely love um you've given us a great insight into what your life looks like now how's that different from when you were growing up so um I grew up in quite a big family I have got a twin sister um and then um so with kind of marriages and divorces there was four of us growing up in our house so my twin and I and then my mum remarried and she had two other children Danny and Sam so there was four of us in the house the house was very noisy you know it was a full 
house full of you know lots going on all the time um and then my dad remarried and he had two children to a lovely peruvian lady called marissa and jim my stepdad had a daughter from a previous marriage called helen so and then my mum's from a big family as well my mum's got the seven of them you know my youth was very much about family it was very busy just like i i, I had a wonderful uh time you know, as a teenager and and, and beforehand, um, I met my first boyfriend when I was sixteen, and I went and um, he was uh, an artist and uh, very much a creator. Again, that I guess that's been a huge influence on myself. And and he, um, you know, we stayed together till we were in our early twenties. So that was like a wonderful time in my life of kind of you know art and music and. So, yes, a very, very full, you know, and vibrant life growing up, really. And and, and I tell you what's really startlingly different. My mum, she's still a head teacher, and she's got used to the concept of me being self-employed. She still struggles with it, I have to say, a little bit. But I remember when I was embarking on this journey, she just used to say, but how are you going to get paid, you know? <laughs> what about your pension you know and she she still struggles with it today I had a meeting this week with somebody who offered me a wonderful job I said oh you can still run your company at the same time and I could see my mum like oh my god she's finally gonna be rescued you know (laughs) someone's gonna pay her mortgage and um and I was like, Mom, I don't need rescuing. I have a wonderful business, you know. I don't need to take on that job because I have just the most amazing plans for STEAM School and how it will save schools all across the world. I'm on my own journey. And um, and I've very much created a business that is, is for me and Ted. Uh, he's my eight-year-old, so, you know... Um, I'm really pleased, you know, after years of him kind of traveling, you know, coming along, being very much part of whatever school that I, you know, uh, was employed at, you know, now I can pick him up every day from school um, and he gets to go to rugby three times a week. Um, So I guess that's the beauty of running a technology business is that you can you're and, and running your own businesses that you're on and off switch is it within your power isn't it really it, it, it really is and I can really see what you like about your life in in that scenario because you have the creativity and the the impact of being self-employed like I say being an entrepreneur running your business the way you want to do it but you also then have the freedom to run the life that you want to do and and that can be tricky for people around you like you say you know family may not come from that kind of background or they might not understand but being able to really sort of just say no I know what I'm about this is what I'm trying to do and this is why I'm trying to do it I think that's usually the key thing to be able to really get that across yeah absolutely my mum's very supportive, I have to say that. She struggles with it, but she is really supportive. Um, and um, she's, you know, she's been a, a, a great help. Um, and my dad, my dad doesn't really understand anything that I do. Um, but he just says, I'll keep going. It'll all work out all right. Everything works out for the best, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so it is, you know, a lot of my family are have worked in the public sector, 
Uh, so they're used to that kind of security of pensions and sick pay. And so it's just very, very different for them. Yeah, I can understand that. So let's let's take you back a little bit to your to your school experience that you touched on a little bit before. What was valuable about your school experience? I went to a very, very uh, traditional Catholic primary and secondary school. Um, the secondary school was called St. Julie's. Um, it was all girls. Um, so in that respect, we were we were we were kind of it was a very very highly motivated school. Um, you know, we were given some great opportunities there. Um, but what was valuable about it? I guess I I, I was instilled whilst at that school with great confidence and belief in myself. Yeah, I've always been somebody who has set very very high goals um for myself and in and in school I was kind of allowed to explore that really so I was always given opportunities to lead things um to speak publicly um and and to generally just explore that side of of my personality um in terms of my the greatest learning that I had was when I when I did my GCSE and A levels because I was always told that I was you know a high achiever I guess I didn't really always put as much effort into revision that I should have done and because it was this expectation on myself oh gosh Jade's going to do really really well um but it wasn't and then and then I didn't really do as well as I thought it was going to do because I didn't put the work in but when I went to university I studied management and marketing of textiles I had to go through the clearing system and I remember being at being told by the admissions tutor that don't worry you'll just have to do a course in organic chemistry (laughs) <laughs> and and it's it's only GCSE level. You'd be absolutely fine. And boy, was he telling some whoppers <laughs> um, because I had to learn about camshafts and the machinery behind working textiles. And and it wasn't organic chemistry GCSE level. It was really really hard stuff. Um, so I had to learn that kind of that independence of you know how to teach myself stuff that. You know, I, you know, that somebody hadn't fed to me, really. You know, and and, and actually, if I hadn't been given those subjects that I would have never chosen, I wouldn't have had that gift. I, I can really see that. And also what's really key there, I think, is the fact that nothing ever goes in a straight line. You do have this kind of, I think my life is going in this direction, but actually it ends up going there. Like you say, whether it's because... Um, the subjects don't work out for you or the grades aren't what you expected or or someone yeah. just offers you something you didn't know about that you suddenly like the idea of it's just if you can understand that you have an idea of what you want and what you're passionate about but follow the ebb and flow of what comes and just have a bit of faith that you'll get where you want to go in the end I think that's a really a really key thing to take away and, and it sounds like like you said you don't quite know why these lessons are coming, but just embrace them as part of the journey. It's not about pass and fail. It's just about the ebb and flow of, of the learning experience, which is what we're all on through our entire life, not just through our school experience, I think, personally. Absolutely. And I and when I was at school, I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I did a law module whilst I was there. I hated every second of it. You know, hated every second. Um so yeah, so I just took so much away from that experience, really, in terms of in terms of how to learn, and that just do the work, and it all comes through. And when we were in our final year, um, we we kind of formed this study group to really help, and we all did really really well. You know, we all got we all our grades jumped massively because we supported each other. I got first 
So I finally got that kind of, I achieved like a big massive goal, but I did the work. You've just, sometimes you've got to do the work, haven't you? It really is, that really is true. And it is that kind of thing that when you can do things naturally or the expectation is it will just be fine, that sooner or later in your learning life, um, you do realise that you just don't have everything that you need without putting the work in, no matter how gifted or how talented you are. There's always something new to do. And so in, without that ethic and that understanding that actually I do need to do the amount of work I need to at least try and achieve the success that I want to do, um, without understanding that sooner or later, whether it's primary school, GCSEs, A-levels, you know, degree or master's or however far you want to go, sooner or later, understanding that there is an amount of work and a process to this actually you're going to struggle until you really embrace that as an idea I think yeah absolutely which teachers do you remember and why do you remember them um so I've got two teachers actually that I'm going to mention and both of them are history teachers one was my GCSE teacher called Mr Clark and then my A-level teacher was called uh Mr Otterside uh lol Otterside he was called um and I um Mr. Clark was just wonderful. I loved history. You know, I loved, we did both my GCSE and A-level history was political history. And um, I don't know, he was, Mr. Clark, he was just a lovely man. The subject matter I just adored. Um, and yeah, I don't know why he's, why, you know, I, I just lo- I used to love his lessons. And then when I did my A-levels, my twin and I, um, so we both went to this very traditional Catholic school and um, Amber was quite mischievous <laughs> um, and um, my mum was really worried that they wouldn't let her go back to sixth form so she said to her you can go to college and I said well if she's going to college I'm going to college you know so I went we both went to college and lol because it was um, that kind of a you know like a community college he was really outspoken he was a bit you know uh, just a wonderful character a maverick you know who taught us really and I guess when you do that that a subject like political history what they teach you is to look beyond the headlines mm, you yeah, know and to really look at the bigger picture you know so so yeah I loved it so them two are probably my favorite teachers but as, as much about the subjects as the teachers but they were great too yeah no that's really interesting who did you admire when you were young I'm not going to give you an answer that is an academic or somebody who's a politician or somebody who's really worthy. And I would say that I don't necessarily admire this person today. But um, in my teenage years, I absolutely loved Madonna. Just like idolised her. Such a huge kind of guess it was, you know, I'm talking about, you know, like in the years when she was the Blonde Ambition Tour, which we went to see with my dad and... Oh my gosh, I just watched hours and hours of footage of her dancing and the music videos. And so, yeah, so I would say like that's the first answer I came up with. And I think sometimes the first answer is the right one. But when I was a teenager, she was such an iconic character for me. Absolutely. And I, and I think there are so many people in, in the in the public world, whether it be music or dance or, or anything like that, that you see regularly on television who are, you know, producing something which you can identify with, especially when it's within music and dance, you know, when you can sort of really see what they're trying to do. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and they're also trying to 
I don't know, they're connecting with you on a level which is very different than when you're in school or what your teachers or a politician is going to be. And I think you start to you start to identify something within yourself with some of these people. And I, and I can see why, why um, especially teenagers, they really admire or certainly sort of attract um, these sorts of people into their into their life and their their overall sort of social expansion. I think I think that's absolutely re- really integral, really, to your sort of overall growing up. And I, I can really understand why that would be the case. And I guess really now, just having a little think about it as she, and listening to what you've just said, aside from the controversy that she created, you know, she was a real innovator at that time. There was nobody like her before. And, you know, and the, there are lots of musicians who, I guess, Lady Gaga and Beyonce and whatever, who have followed her. But, you know, she really broke the mould, you know, so... So, yes, she was amazing at that time. Yeah, sounds good. And you can then see the parallels in terms of if you wanting to create your life sort of these sort of years later about, yes, I want my life to look like this and I'm going to create something that fits with me and my family and I can do yeah. it slightly differently. And then you can sort of, in hindsight, looking back, you can just start to sort of pick out those sort of, you know, sort of something deeper than just the the immediate impact of someone and um, that identifies you in, in, a, in, a, in a way that's quite, hard to put your finger on at the time but you know with experience I guess they're, they're easier to see aren't they yeah absolutely what was the best piece of advice that you've ever been given and who gave it to you possibly one of the most memorable things um that I have listened to read watched in the past year or so is I watched an interview with um Oprah Winfrey and JK Rowling and the reason why I'm telling you this is that there, there is something I've adopted from this interview as a little bit of a mantra. It was about J.K. Rowling's story, which is very, very famous about how, you know, she was, you know, kind of really, really poor, but had this belief in uh, an idea of Harry Potter and how, you know, she's she's the ultimate Cinderella story, isn't she? She's really now is, yeah. one of the richest women in the world but I loved that interview for for lots of different reasons one because of kind of she was you know obviously a very like a you know a spiritual person and you know believes in herself and doing good in the world which I absolutely love um two she just talked about this this thing that where she said you know I knew there was something inside of me that that I knew Harry Potter you know was going to be um you know, so successful, you know, and she said, and I felt it like no other idea that I'd ever had before. And I kind of feel that way about Steam School. And then she talked about uh, the Harry Potter books. And the last line of the last Harry Potter book is all is well. <laughs> and I just thought that was wonderful. And I think as entrepreneurs, you know, and, and, and even educators as well, you know, we're all, we're all on a journey and educated. We're recording this in August and I bet there's loads of teachers out there right now who are really, really worried about the, you know, reliving the GCSE results day as they have to do it for their students and A-level students every year. And that stress and that worry, you know, that builds up as those days approach. And as, you know, entrepreneurs, we can have good days and bad days. That stress and anxiety always, you know, is always there. But actually, everything is going to be okay. I think that's great. I really do. And I've changed my, I always start off my emails with, you know, hope this email finds you well. And I just say, now I just say hope all is well. Yeah, that's lovely. I think it's a really great sentiment. And, and, I, and I really love the fact that it's the sentiment which is connected with you rather than just um, the advice or, or somebody that's actually given it 
to you directly you know and and i and, and i think that's the power of the internet these days it's the power of tv it's the power of people like you say like jk rowling and, and oprah winfrey because it feels like they're talking to you and that's because they're talking to the essence of who you are so it doesn't matter whether there are another billion people watching as well understanding that it's that connection that you have the ability to do with so many people um mm-hmm. that you can have such an impact in such a big way what advice would you give to your younger self so um do you know i wrote something on linkedin the other day and a post and i'm going to repeat it back because i think sometimes as young people you know young people can get so caught up in what their future looks like and who am i going to be and oh my gosh i've got to get the most amazing exam results and i've got to do this for my cv and that for my cv and really you know i think we all just need to chill out a little bit really that's my first thing to say but I think the most important thing for young people is just to be themselves, to kind of really explore who they are, really, and what drives them and what passions they have, um, to be curious, to have adventures, and to create things and do stuff. And if, if you know, it's really easy, isn't it, to spend your whole day on an Xbox, you know, or watch Netflix actually go out and create stuff you know have a hobby you, you know if if pokemon is your thing then you know what can you do creatively with pokemon where can pokemon take you in the world you know what type of pokemon adventures can you have because all those experiences and the skills that you learn and the stuff that you create that's what future employees want to know about you and that's one of the things that I've learned from Steam School this year, having interviewed lots of tech companies, is they're really driven. They're, they're really looking in for young people to see, you know, what drives you, what are your values, and what have, you know, what type of things have you been involved with, what have you created. Um, so it's that self-expression, really, isn't it? That I think just you know, don't worry about what your your future looks like. You know, just be who you are today do awesome stuff and everything will follow. I think that's great advice and I think finding your passion finding what you're really into and exploring it in whichever way it comes just as you do as a young child you know you just do what you want to do next because that's that's inherently what you do when you're learning and when you're growing up and and to be able to do that and to see that all the other things are tools you know whether it's exams whether it's a course whether it's having to do x y or z they're tools to support you to do that because you'll find when you're just doing something you're passionate about and you won't know how to do it necessarily but you then look around for the tools and resources that you know about or the people that can help you and then it just becomes very exciting and as you say anything is then possible and then just follow the journey as it unfolds in front of you yeah absolutely so having said not to look too much into your future um what does your future (laughs) look like (laughs) um so um so hopefully steam school um has got a very bright future ahead of us and is a key part of our lives um you know we I started, I launched Steam School in a very kind of small and humble way in January. We're looking to take on much larger schools, a number of schools this year. Um, We're developing an app. And, um, you know, whilst now Steam School is about connecting schools to to those global innovators, which is just amazing. We have some amazing people on the show. And it's about inspiring 
you know, students to follow in the footsteps. And in a very small way, we launch, we, we have these mini challenges. But what I'd like in the future for STEAM School is, is just to work on a much more deeper level with young people for us just to connect those pioneering schools and pioneering students who really want to use tech for good, you know, and for them to start on that journey themselves, really, you know, what can they do, you know, in their schools, at home, in their communities, to really start to work with technology at a young age to, you know, do awesome stuff and be a force for good, really. That's what I'd, I'd, I'd love Steam. That's the impact I'd like for Steam School to have, you know, in the future. And that sounds very inspiring. And I think having that overall feeling of, of that, goal which isn't it needs to be this number of schools in this kind of way it just is that overall global feeling of what you want it to look like and then I just think you it will happen naturally because you know like I say you then meet the right people the right people get on board and it just grows in an organic way that enables you to do exactly what you've described and, and I think you'll have a very very successful um, business from that point of view from from here on in which sounds absolutely fantastic what podcast book video film song or, or resources had the, the biggest impact on your life and and why is that so i'll do a podcast and then i'll, I'll do a book um when i when i started off on this journey of of leaving education and becoming an entrepreneur fact i think it's probably still one of the highest rated podcasts i clicked on uh pat flynn uh the smart passive income podcast i remember where i was listening to it i was in the woods walking my dog and this guy comes on and I was like, oh, my God, he sounds like, you know, a college graduate. And, you know, um, what on earth has this guy got to teach me about business? You know, I think I probably clicked off, you know, and then somehow clicked back on again and just found this most amazing man who had transformed his own life. Um, with a business, you know, online. But the people that he interviews every week are just, you know, they've taken some tiny, tiny little, you know, sometimes obscure passions and turned them into the most amazing businesses. So that'll probably still be, that's kind of started me on the podcast journey, really, and and listening to just the most amazing stories every week, um, and I, and I, and I like it because I was so dismissive of it at the start, and actually, <laughs> it there was you know got so much value uh, from it over the years. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I love that podcast. I'll also mention the second one as well. I love Recode Decode, um, hosted by Kara Swisher. She interviews lots of kind of silicon uh, tech giants and. American politicians and oh, I just love it I love that one that's great and then um, I guess uh, a book that I think everybody should read regardless of whether you are um, an entrepreneur or not is a book called um, The Big Leap um, by Gay Hendricks and so much value in that book but one he taught one one of my key takeaways um is was was about your what is your zone of genius um and um he says you know find your zone zone of genius do that you know and everything else you build a team around you to uh, support so you know i know what my zone of genius genius is i know that you know during my time in education i have a great 
a, a, just a, a gift of being able to persuade people in industry to do stuff for children that they never thought they wanted to do, you know, or never thought that they needed to, but I can persuade them that they need to invest some time in giving back. It's 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 always it's not always you know like you don't need a huge persuasive skill. So there are lots of people out there that want to help, but that is my gift. You know, I'm I'm really good at connecting people from industry into education so that kids can be inspired to go and do something wonderful with their life. So, so that's my only genius, and that's why you know Steam School is where it is. That's fantastic, and, and and what a great gift it is, and and for all the young people out there listening, um, it's fantastic having people like you being able to do that because that really is going to make a, a, such an incredible difference to to ed, to the way education works, I think, and, and that um, cohesion between industry and jobs and real learning, which I think we've really covered great today um, on on this podcast in terms of how the two come together in terms of being inspired, in terms of following your dreams, and actually using school in a way that can support you to do that, which is fantastic. Um, so we've talked a bit about um, STEAM school and all that, but um, what is the best way of people to find out more about you? Um, so if you head over to our website, which is um, steam-school.com, you can find all our links to Twitter and Facebook and, and LinkedIn on there. Um, or come and find me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It's, it's where I hang out quite a bit. So uh, you can find me at linkedin.com slash jadeparkinson-hill. Come and say hello. Um, that would be awesome fantastic um thank you jade it's been a really inspiring um conversation that i've really really enjoyed it and thank you for sharing your wisdom and allowing us to learn from your experiences you're welcome thank you very much for inviting me to be on the show thanks for listening to the learning on fire podcast for more information please visit educationonfire.com and follow the links from the homepage. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.